Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hey, hey, beauty friends. Welcome back to our show. It's Wednesday, so we're here in your feed with some juicy beauty content as always. Hey, Carlene. Hey, Jill. So as you guys probably already know, we are two beauty editors turned beauty podcasters. And, you know, we did come from the world of magazines. We are editors by trade. So that's basically what we do here at Breaking Beauty. We have our monthly Damn Good episodes where we edit the best of what's new on store shelves. And we also try to edit the best experts in the field, whether we're talking to celebrity hairstylists or facialists or founders, we're always trying to help you edit just the very best of what's in your makeup bag or on your top shelf. We have like over 200 episodes now. It's almost like an encyclopedia of the best in beauty if you want to go back and check out our back catalog. And today's guest is one of the most followed voices on Skin Talk, on TikTok, and on social media in general for that matter. It's Charlotte Palermino. So Charlotte is the self-professed skincare fairy godmother who is based in Brooklyn. And not only does she create these straight shooting skincare content videos on TikTok and Instagram, you might know or remember her video as like the slugging queen. I feel like that really went viral. But she's also now officially a licensed esthetician in the state of New York. And she's one of three co-founders of Do Skin, the indie brand that could. Yes. And I remember that first genius product of reusable under eye masks that they launched in late 2020 because every single influencer was wearing them doing a selfie because it had the beautiful Dior font or logo, I should say, on the under eye patches. Even Dior knocked them off. Just saying. (laughs) So Jill, you were able to catch up with Charlotte in person a few weeks ago when you were in New York. I actually haven't heard this chat yet. So I myself am excited to hear what she has to say, because I know that Charlotte just has that skincare tea, you know, those pipe and hot takes on like what's happening in the beauty industry as well. She has a strong opinion and I'm always here to hear what she has to say. Absolutely. Well, first of all, she's been testing Haley Bieber's Road skincare line. So jaw dropped when I heard that. And so I'm going to ask her about the first impressions of that product line. 
Okay, wait, how did she get the samples so early? Because ours are still en route. Well, I noticed, you know, I've been stalking the Road Beauty brand on Instagram for a while, and I always check to see who they're following. And Charlotte mm-hmm. is one of the very few people that they are following. And yeah. Haley herself follows Charlotte. And I know yeah. that there's been tons of product knowledge between the two of them that's being shared on Instagram. I would love a transcript of that DM conversation. But basically, it's clear that Haley really trusts what Charlotte has to say and knows that she has her finger on the pulse of the skincare biz. So it's just totally smart that Haley sent it to her, right? Okay. Well, I can't wait to hear that. Yeah. So we also talk about the state of SPF in 2022, where she thinks we stand sort of two years out from Purito Gate. That was one of her favorite sunscreens. So I ask her if she still thinks it's worth purchasing it and why and where we sort of are all at. And I will say as a brand founder herself, she has a lot of insights just on how claims and tests are made in the skincare world and and on the SPF front. We also get into skincare dupes and why she thinks we're kind of going about it all wrong. Plus, I ask her about her own routine because, of course, I'm not going to leave y'all hanging. Oh, definitely not. Have you seen that skin? It's like cherub level of plump and glow, you know? And I know you scooped up my own Gia skin products, so uh, I'll be sending an Uber for those. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it was so funny, Carlene, when Charlotte was on her way to the studio to meet me, she was in the subway in New York and she texted me a picture of the the bag of product and it was like overflowing. She was like, wasn't sure how much you wanted. And it was just hilarious oh. because she rolled into the studio with this like shopping bag that was probably at, from an event she was at the night before. And she was like, sorry, we don't have our own printed bags yet. And I was like, I love it even more sustainable. So yep. I will send those over to you ASAP. And I know everybody that's listening will want to take note of every single product that Charlotte mentioned. So don't worry if you're on the move. We have you covered every single week. We recap our episodes on our website, which is breakingbeautypodcast.com. And so um, you can head on over there if you want a list um, of the products she mentions. We link to all of them. So here she is. Welcome, Charlotte Palermino. Jumping in to share a word about one of our show partners this week, the Lead Institute. Hey, Breaking Beauty fam, did you catch that we had a very special bonus episode drop this month? It was on Monday, June 6th, which happens to be National Higher Education Day. And in case you didn't check it out, don't worry, I'm here to give you the Coles notes. So the whole episode was dedicated to landing a job you love in the beauty industry. And we shone a light on the world's first ever bachelor's degree in beauty with the founder, Francis. Tesmer. So this program, it's called the Lead Rolfs Global Institute, and it's powered by L'Oreal. And the Lead Institute really is the world's first ever college and university degree designed with a beauty professional in mind. So this is not beauty school. This is a degree in beauty. And what I really appreciate about this program is that it's a whole 360 approach to working in the beauty industry. It goes well beyond the skills you would get in cosmetology school. Lead's curriculum is designed to to give beauty professionals the business acumen they need with classes including communication, finance, science, and psychology. Currently, the program is offered at Mesa Community College and Arizona State University. And I appreciate how flexible this program is because higher learning really is something that should be accessible to everyone who wants it. You can enroll from anywhere in the world and students can choose to take classes on campus, online, or a hybrid of the two, allowing them to earn a degree from the comfort of their own home. You can also enroll no matter what stage of life you're in, whether you're in high school or you're a hairstyling veteran who wants to go back and re-up their 
skills or just someone who completely wants to pivot from what they're doing in their career now to work in the beauty industry. There's never been a better time to re-up on your skills. Plus, there's multiple financial aid and scholarship options available. So if you would like to learn more, visit leadinstitute.degree for more information to talk to an advisor and apply today. That's leadinstitute.degree for more information to talk to an advisor and apply today. We'll link to this partner in our show notes and on our website. Now back to the show. Hey friend, I'm Nicole Walters, mom of three, your internet bestie and founder of Inherit Learning Company. If you're looking for the motivation you need to pursue a life of purpose, then join me each week on the Nicole Walters podcast as I share my hard-learned lessons and answer your DMs about life, business, and everything in between. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Check out the Nicole Walters podcast every Tuesday here on Dear Media. You can listen anywhere you listen to podcasts. Welcome, Charlotte, to Breaking Beauty Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. Now, I can attest for everyone that's listening, her skin is glowing as advertised. She's she's not using a filter, people. Her skin is radiating. It's ridiculous. And so, Charlotte, you are like the self-described TikTok skincare fairy godmother and slugging queen, as we know. So if there are some people listening who don't know your story, how did you get so entrenched in the online skincare world? Absolutely. So I've been entrenched in online for a very long time. So when I graduated from university at McGill, I started working in digital publishing. And so that basically led me to New York. Eventually, I lived in Canada for a while, Mm -hmm. but I've always been very involved, just kind of like on the internet, storytelling on the internet, how brands tell stories on the internet. And then eventually I got into kind of like debunking a lot of different myths, whether it be in wellness and beauty. Mm-hmm. And that's when I became more of an editor and I started working, you know, more on Snapchat and things like that. Like I worked at Snapchat. So yeah. I've been in tech for a while and also publishing. Yeah. And so beauty's always always been something that I've been fascinated by. I grew up in between France and the United States and the perspectives on beauty are incredibly different, particularly as we age. Mm-hmm. And so from my perspective, I've always I feel like if you're a in America, like you've been exposed to like different things within beauty, different messages within beauty, things like that. And for whatever reason, I, since I have been a small child, I have loved painting my face. I've loved beauty. Nobody in my family wears makeup. I'm the only person. My sister doesn't even own mascara. Wow. And so, you know, for me, it's very much so something that I've always loved doing, but there's always a lot of shame and then a lot of judgment. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there's also a lot of praise. And so for me, I love when things kind of like juxtapose each other and when there's conflict and especially when things are taboo. So I love talking about all these different things. And it's what I really focused on when I did write a lot. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the way that I just kind of got into beauty was I just kind of like merged all of my interests together and I was working in cannabis at the time and I saw what was happening with CBD and Mm -hmm. THC and just the trendification of ingredients while people were still being mass incarcerated. And Mm -hmm. I was like, this is insane. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up meeting Joyce, one of my co-founders, who was a cosmetic chemist at SkinCeuticals and La Roche-Posay and Mm -hmm. Vichy and Kiehl's. And that's really what kicked off the, we absolutely need to change how people are not only talking about beauty, but like what is this nebulous concept of inclusivity and beauty, but also can we please stop shaming women, whether it be the new trend of clean beauty, which is incredibly shame-driven, or if it's like, you're just not pretty enough Mm -hmm. or young enough. Oh, actually, you're too young. So try to look a little bit 
older. Mm -hmm. And it's just exhausting. So can we just get rid of all of that? And to clarify, Joyce is the co-founder of Deuce. Oh, yes. Oh, sorry. I talk (laughs) a lot. My Instagram handle is Charlotte Parlet. Parlet is the French word to talk. (laughs) But I'm the co-founder and CEO of Do. And also, I make a lot of skincare content on the internet. Yeah. But like content. Yes. And I feel like your skincare star, as it were, rose up so fast on TikTok. It like popped off. And, you know, people love skin talk from day one. And so what do you attribute your success on TikTok to? Like, was it that you just really were consistent? Because it is, there's a lot of voices on there. I think it's having an opinion Mm -hmm. and also being able to admit when I am wrong Mm -hmm. about something and using receipts wherever I can and having some something that's different to say. I think that a lot of content on skincare on TikTok, it's very repetitive. And the things that pop off are when you have an opinion. Now that can go the wrong way, right? Sometimes it's complete misinformation that goes viral Mm -hmm. and people being like, yep. Like my favorite is the fallacy of like, well, people didn't used to wear sunscreen. Mm. I'm like, yeah, they also didn't go tanning at the beach because my family were farmers in France. And I can tell you right now, not an inch of skin is ever showing. Mm -hmm. Like we're, you can't see me, but we are white (laughs) and we have no melanin and that sun, not for us. And so those kinds of things go viral. But for me, I think it's a mixture of that. I'm also like, I do know how to make cuts to videos because I worked at Snapchat for so long. Right. And with the lightning quick rise of, you know, as you say, the skincare fair godmother. I think you have been really honest about the flip side of that, which is like you can pop off for the wrong reason, which is what you just said. Like your word can become gospel and then it's spread far and wide and you can't like reel it back in. Mm -hmm. So I understand that kind of gave you pause at the beginning and and so much so that you got your aesthetics license. Yes. (laughs) Wow. Overachiever here. Okay. (laughs) Well, it's like also just working with Joyce, who's a cosmetic chemist with over 10 years of experience and then she did drug development before that. It just made product development easier easier when you Mm -hmm. understand skin histology and Mm -hmm. what the skin does and does not need. And you see how, and and quite frankly, it's like, you know, I I don't think there's another industry where people just kind of like walk in like, I'm just going to make this. And there are some people who just like rush into skincare without really understanding skin. And so I didn't want to kind of waste Joyce's time, quite frankly. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to run with her a little bit more on the products that we actually need versus, you know, basically obfuscating the product pipeline with marketing because there is so much marketing. And now I can walk into a trade show. I can meet with a supplier. I'll be like, let me see your studies. And Mm -hmm. I can see what actually is validated versus what isn't. Because the most unregulated thing in the United States is actually the claims that you make Mm -hmm. on your skincare. Mm -hmm. It's quite a regulated industry if you follow the law. What about, what did you learn when you went to aesthetic school that maybe... You know, you're like, oh, I'm. This is like a, a real life fact check of like everything you knew about skincare. Was I mean, surprising? I think that your teacher is very important mm-hmm. because honestly, the books are pretty dated and they're very like white. Like, I yeah. don't know how else to say. It was honestly, I was like, can we update this? This is yeah. wild. But what I will say, what was really helpful was understanding just like the basics of why your skin does what it does, the different layers mm-hmm. of your skin. Like, definitely the histology stuff was probably the most interesting. Yeah. I mean, knowing about the horny layer. Uh, Exactly. It's so important. So important. (laughs) But it's like, right? And so another element that was quite important was also just barrier repair and layering your skincare. Mm -hmm. Like when you're, like 
teachers like, why would you put on an oil before a moisturizer? Mm -hmm. You have water. They're like, you can maybe put hydrating things and then an oil, but then there's no need to put something that has humectants on top of it. And just Mm -hmm. the idea of just like layering was really really reinforced, but Mm -hmm. also barrier repair. They're like, if you just use an exfoliant every single day, your client's not going to have any skin for you to work with and they're not going to come back to you. And I was like, oh, that's fascinating. And then you talk about like, you know, when you have more melanated skin or more Mm -hmm. reactive skin, you could actually have like, you can trigger inflammation with hyperpigmentation and just things like that. It was extremely helpful. And then also just like understanding like bones and muscles in the face and body was actually just fascinating. Yeah. Very cool. So do you perform facials now? Well, we are building out a lab space for do, and I will be doing facials once that pops off because I love facial massage. It really just feels nice, but I also feel like we've gone almost too much towards performance Mm -hmm. and not towards just what feels good. It's like you wouldn't get a body massage because it makes your body look more sculpted just because it feels good. Yeah. And so for me, it's like I sometimes get facials because I just like them. Yeah, for sure. That's That's very French, you know, getting the lymphatic drainage, (laughs) you know. Well, that does help with puffiness, like before an event and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I look forward to that when you guys open up. And not only did you get your aesthetic license, but you also created Do Skin, which <laughs> which we were just talking about. So that was 2020, right? That it launched? Yeah, it was end of 2020. Okay, wow. So it's still a baby. A yeah. beauty baby. We're in our second year now. So crazy. But I feel like your brand blew up, especially with the reusable eye masks, the Forever Eye Masks that launched. And by the way, they made it into our Hall of Fame for Breaking Beauty. We did like a little awards and they made it in. They're so great. But breaking news, I need to ask you how you're recovering since Hailey Bieber shared <laughs> an empty tube of instant, instant, what's it called? instant angel. Okay, tell yeah. me about it. I mean, honestly, it's like anybody that has really dry skin. Yeah. And it's just like my skin just gets drier and drier. It's like my skin is just like we give up now. Yeah. And we were talking about New York, and I do actually yeah. think it's a function of living in New York. Yeah. Because my skin's constantly probably fighting off like <laughs> who knows what pathogens <laughs> and things are just like, we're tired. Yeah. Let us rest. But yeah, I mean, I am I am recovering. I, I mean, it's incredible when anybody actually likes our product. Yeah. But when somebody has a huge platform and shares it and also likes it and you didn't ask them to do it, it's yeah. a pretty wild experience. Yeah. And it was a pretty empty tube. I like, know. I was like, do you need more, babe? <laughs> have you tried it? Like, maybe it needs to be off the record, but have you tried anything from Road? I feel like she would yeah, send no, you absolutely, stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. No, no. Like, Haley yeah. and I, like, we've talked, like, you know, not a ton, but like, we do mm-hmm. talk about, like, skincare. Mm-hmm. And I think what I really appreciate about her approach is that she actually wants to talk to experts and that she actually just has a passion for skincare. And then she's put really great people around her mm-hmm. to help her kind of develop that line. Amazing. But I also think that it's really important to make accessible skincare because, yeah. you know, she's in her early 20s mm-hmm. or mid, not, is she even in her mid-20s mid, yet? Mid-20s, but it's yeah. like, I, I wish that I had like a $20 moisturizer that was great. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I wish that I had something. And the fact that it is priced the right way, mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see what happens. Okay. Okay. I've tried a few things. They're pretty good. Okay. They're really good, okay. actually. They're really good. They're really good. Okay. And anything surprise you about the line without getting too specific? Um, no, not really. Yeah. No. I kind of thought she was going to go makeup, honestly, when yeah. I heard she was coming out with Road Beauty. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, Makeup she's got, is quite challenging. Yeah. Yeah. She's got that whole, like, clean girl aesthetic going on right now, right? That's just, like, the very glowy, mm-hmm. dewy mm-hmm. skin, the brow. I mean, the thing is with cosmetics, and it's not to say that, like, she wouldn't be able to get the investment, but yeah. it is a huge investment because of just shade ranges. Yeah. And so you need to have like a ton of capital. And so I don't think people realize that with cosmetics that you just need that much more money. But also I think that her philosophy is a philosophy that I share, which is you're like saying your skin's so dewy, it's so glowy. Yeah. People are like, what do you use? I'm like, so much skincare. Yeah. So much skincare. And guess what? 
also, I'm comfortable all day. Mm-hmm. Nothing drives me crazier than when I smile and my whole skin pulls taut like a drum. Yeah. It really makes you self-conscious because you're like, can people see this? Like, wait, why? Like, this hurts. Like, when I was in my 20s, when I first moved to New York, I would smile and I would actually, like, I could crack my own skin. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. <laughs> Because I was st- I was I was coming out of the clean beauty phase because yeah. I was a very clean beauty girl. Yeah. And I was just using stuff that was just like drying out my skin. And it just really but it's also through inflammation, right? So yeah. essential oils can be quite inflammatory. I can handle them now. I had mm-hmm. to rebuild my barrier mm-hmm. and I use Tret. Like it's crazy yeah. that I can use them now. Yeah. But in my twenties, I was just doing so many of the wrong things. This episode is brought to you in part by Way. So we've been talking a lot about our scalp on the show lately, encouraging everyone to think of the skin on your scalp the way you think about the skin on your face. And that's because a healthy scalp is the key to healthy hair. So I recently started using Waze Scalp Serum. It helps to support fuller hair. First of all, I know you might be thinking, how am I going to incorporate a scalp treatment into my routine? And it's actually really easy, at least with Waze Scalp Serum. You can use it on wet or dry hair, morning or night, and all you do, you just section your hair into like large sections and you apply small drops from the drop applicator right into your part where you see your scalp. You rub it in and voila, you're done. What I really like is that it doesn't make your scalp oily, so it's not going to ruin your hairstyle. And I find that I don't have to wash my hair any sooner. So it's really just easy to incorporate it into my routine. It's helping to moisturize and support that barrier with skincare ingredients like hyaluronic acid and adaptogens like chaga mushroom. I like to use it anywhere where I'm experiencing flakes and toward the front of my hairline where I experience the most breakage, probably from all of the highlights that I get. And I know this product is safe for color and chemical treated hair too. The smell is amazing. Just like with all of Way's products, it smells like tomato and basil and spearmint and like flowers, some kind of lush idyllic garden in Italy. They always bring it. It's also vegan, cruelty-free. It's in recyclable, gorgeous packaging that it looks like it belongs in a celebrity's bathroom. No shame in the scalp care game, people. Not today and not with Way. And if you want to get the full experience by addressing hair health from the inside out, you can try Way's Thick and Full Supplements for a complete hair health regimen. Try it today with our promo code. The way to healthy hair starts with the scalp. Shop Way's all-new scalp serum by going to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code BEAUTY to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code BEAUTY. And now back to the show. I'm curious for you, what was the breaking point? What was the tipping point that moved you away from clean beauty finally? Going to a dermatologist, the lower quadrant of my face was covered in perioral dermatitis. Oh, wow. And anybody who has perioral dermatitis, my heart goes out to you. It is so, so challenging to deal with. And Mm -hmm. my advice is stop everything. Go see a dermatologist. If you are cautious about using antibiotics on your face, you can try a sulfur prescription, which ended up being what worked best for me was a mixture of sulfur and antibiotics, but topical antibiotics. But they did a much lower dose antibiotics and the Mm -hmm. sulfur basically helped manage it. But definitely talk to your dermatologist about it. Do not use steroids for the love of all that is good and holy because mm-hmm. that's that flares that's everything a, up. That's such a quick fix and it's probably mm. hard to It's uh, so bad. No and to, it's but... usually a misdiagnosis though mm. because they think it's something else. Right. And so for me, I met a dermatologist and she just looked at me and she was like, what are you using? Mm. And I was using all of these brands that were so clean mm-hmm. and they were telling me that my skin was purging all the toxins out. Mm. And my derm just looks at me and she's like, 
you're a smart girl. She's like, do you think your skin's purging toxins? She's mm-hmm. like, you're having an allergic reaction, and it's now triggered this inflammatory response that's going to take you a year to get rid of. Yeah. And she was like, wow. you need to stop using everything. I couldn't use sunscreen. I couldn't use anything, so I was basically just using this cream on my face for about a year. Yeah. And then I finally, not a year maybe, maybe like eight months, but it, ba- it finally, finally went away. And, and that's when I realized. You like swore it off. Well, I realized that I was reading blogs mm-hmm. and there were no citations. Mm-hmm. And like, I went to university. I wrote some papers, <laughs> a thesis or two. Yeah. And I was like, what have I been doing? But that's when I realized that emotion is so powerful. And a lot of people intentionally or not, will play into fallacies that make a lot of sense. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense that nature is beautiful. We've moved so far away from nature. Nature's here. Like We love nature. Look, we do love nature. We need to protect nature, but nature's protecting itself right now. Yeah. And so this idea that nature is always going to be good and synthetics are always going to be bad, it's when I started my journey towards the path of what I like to call nuance. Mm-hmm. And it's something that is really hard to balance, especially in the U.S., because we are such an extreme culture. Yeah. It's like we're very like one one side or the other, like one side of the aisle or the other, yeah. and you have to pick a side. And the reality is, is that it's actually just a lot more murky. And so in some cases, natural is better. In some cases, synthetics are better. They can coexist. And my issue with clean beauty is that it makes people allergic to nuance. And it indoctrinates people in not a great way. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, it's all fear-based, which is really problematic. And I hate all of these organizations. Like, I blame the EWG because they just, like, a Which was a citate, which was a source. Yeah. It's a lobbyist organization. Well, yeah, it's like they're getting kickbacks, you know, oh, so to crazy. give um, these so products ratings, which a lot of people aren't aware of. But anyway, so it's safe to say that you do not classify Do Skin as a clean brand. It's safe. <laughs> yeah. We follow good manufacturing yeah. practices. We do follow a lot of what the EU is doing. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at anything that they would say is something to be concerned about. Mm -hmm. So, for example, we don't use parabens, but, like, we would never use, like, long-chain parabens. Short-chain parabens are allowed in the EU, but there are so many other great preservative systems that we're, like, honestly, we have, like, a whole paragraph on our site where we're, like, this is why we're not dealing with this. We don't have the team or the customer service to answer all the questions around parabens. Yeah. Yeah, And, like, we would never use, like, um, D4 or D5 silicones, which the EU has said are pretty potential actually concerning for the environment. Okay. But dimethicone, they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, again, nuance, right? Yeah. And so it's not all silicones are bad. It's, yeah. can we get some nuance? And that's my huge issue with clean beauty brands is that a lot of them aren't run by scientists. No, of course and not. And so they don't have nuance because scientists are incredibly nuanced. Like, they yeah. won't give you a straight answer because there isn't a straight answer. Yeah. Or any good derm or dog. But that's, bad mar- but that's like not a good marketing story. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's you know, it's not as compelling. Exactly. Exactly. Moving along to some hot topics du jour, Charlotte. Where are we at with SPF in the summer of 2022? (laughs) We had Gate. We had tons of brands recalling products with benzene. There's just so much mistrust in this category now. What's your take on it all? What's the latest SPF drama that we'll be hearing about? Listen, if people are freaking out about benzene, I'm like, well, then you can't drive cars and you can't fill your tank up with Mm -hmm. gas. Like, let's be real. I live in New York, so it's, it's ludicrous to think that a spray can that I'm using once on the beach is going to give me even a level of exposure of what I just huff in every single day mm-hmm. and the way that brands just jumped on it to start selling you their products. Right. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, have you tested your products? How can you make that claim validation? They can't. That's right. And I think that is so dark and it's such a 
I'm going to swear, it's such a shitty way to sell to consumers. Mm -hmm. You are scaring people to sell a product and have them throw out theirs. Now, this isn't to say that, you know, Johnson & Johnson and, like, all these companies are inherently always good, right? right. Or right. I'm not saying that. Like, and people are like, why are you defending these big corporations? I'm like, why are you making me? I'm like, stop it. I don't want to. But when you're looking at the contamination with benzene, it was either an issue with good manufacturing practices or a degradation of the sunscreen filter combinations and how they were exposed to sun. There's like a couple of different like factors mm-hmm. with it. But again, what else had this benzene? Aloe gel, mm. zinc sunscreens. There were tons of clean brands put in that mix, but everybody only focused on Johnson & Johnson. Yeah. Because why? It's a great story. Yeah. Evil Johnson & Johnson. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't—I'm I, just like, I'm like, I know people who work at Johnson & Johnson. Mm-hmm. They're not evil. Like, can we please—like, look, do I think that companies try to hide things when they make mistakes? Absolutely. Do I think it's much harder to do that now? Absolutely. Do I think that companies need to become more transparent and that we need better regulations within the skincare industry? Absolutely. But better regulations in the skincare industry isn't a ban on ingredients. Banning benzene from sunscreen isn't going to do sh- Mm-hmm. What you need to do is that you need to have pre-market vetting. You need to have more regulations like what's in Europe. You need to have marketing regulations. Yeah. Like get rid of coral reef safe sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Get rid of that claim. It is such a like dystopian claim because that's not what's killing coral reefs. Mm-hmm. And like, quite frankly, when you put zinc up at a high enough amount and if it's uncoated, it's going to bleach out coral reefs as well. Right. And so... You know, from my perspective, I I really want—so, like, my State of the Union on sunscreens is that we, first off, need to accept more filters into the United States that are more stable, that are more photostable. We need sunscreens that are more safety vetted and tested. Mm -hmm. And then what we also need is that we need more of what Europe is doing, where they have that claims vetting and testing. I think that in the U.S., we have great regulations for sunscreens around OTC monographs. But did you hear about the controversy with AMA? No. Okay, so AMA is a lab in the United States, and— um, their owner went to jail because they were falsifying um, sunscreen testing. Wow. And so this impacted a lot of brands that you use. And I didn't see the controversy that happened with Purito, with AMA, mm-hmm. where people are demanding that these big, big, big brands retest. And so I have a lot of trust issues as well. For me, what I really like to see when I'm buying a sunscreen is I like to see them actually publishing their test results. Mm -hmm. Ideally, you're publishing your test results in multiple markets or just one market, actually, because, you know, the sunscreen testing is quite extensive. But also, I like to see what claims you're making. And if you're making really over-the-top claims, that's where I start to kind of, like, pull back. And I'm sorry, but powder and spray sunscreens, there's no way that you're using enough to actually get the SPF. And I'm talking about spray sunscreens for your face. Yeah. So I like to use like big dollop of creams. But basically benzene, I'm not too concerned about it, but I also live in like a disgusting polluted city. <laughs> so if you live like in the mountains and breathe in like fresh air, then yeah. I don't know, stay away from aerosol spray cans, which actually seems to be potentially the issue. And then the other, but I mean, again, it was found in aloe gel and zinc cream sunscreens. That's a production issue. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a breach in GMP, mm-hmm. which is not great. And so that's actually where it's like you actually want to look back and see with that lot number. And that's why recalls happen. Right. Because I think another thing that people forget is that like mistakes happen. And it's more about like the process in which we actually rectify that situation. But ultimately, the sun is a big ball of UV radiation. Mm-hmm. I've had family members with pieces of their bodies and faces cut out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be using sunscreen. Yeah, 100%. Agree. What's your favorite one right now? Honestly, uh, Purito. Yeah. Yeah, still? It's still Purito. So I love Korean sunscreens. And because of the Purito controversy, Korean sunscreens are being held to a higher standard. It's kind of 
because mm-hmm. honestly, U.S. sunscreens, like they're not being held to a high standard at no. all. Yeah. And basically, they tested in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and in Korea, and they okay. published those results. Okay. And what was fascinating is that the U.S. lab had them at like 71 SPF, and the Korean lab had them at 58. Wow. And so, you know, again, SPF 50, great claim to make. They didn't even make 50 plus. Mm-hmm. They just said SPF 50. But for me, I like using an SPF 50. Okay. And then I like to use like a little bit of a tinted moisturizer because I want some sort of like an iron oxide or mm-hmm. a physical blocker right. for HEV, uh-huh. which is visible light, blue light from the sun, from yeah. your phones, nobody cares. Let's get to that age-old question. Let's get your take on it, which is like that, do you think that a moisturizer with SPF is sufficient or, you know, you're you're talking about this a bit of a layering between an SPF and an, and a tinted moisturizer. So I'm I sure think, you get this question yeah, every day. Yeah, it's absolutely enough if you have oilier skin mm-hmm. that isn't super dry. If you mm-hmm. have very dry skin, because a lot of sunscreens will have basically agents to help, like, evaporate the filters mm-hmm. so that it dries down well, then it actually probably won't be enough. So for me, I like to do a moisturizer and then a sunscreen over it. Right. The thing, the reason why I use like a big old handful is because I want the stated SPF protection that's on the bottle. Right. And then also on top of that, I'm not great at reapplying. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing makeup. Yeah. And reapplying over makeup is really annoying. It's still like and such so a pain point. It's such a pain everybody. point. Yeah. And so, you know, I wear a lot of hats and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I wear a lot of like sunglasses, all those things. So that's another reason why I do a big hefty dollop is because, yeah. you know, I'm a bad skin influencer, intellectual, <laughs> whatever term we're using. But it's like also not realistic for me to reapply myself. Also, I work in an office all day. Yeah. For sure. For everyone listening, you put two finger lengths. Is that right? Um, or three? I actually now eyeball it in okay. my hand because the two finger lengths, it depends on the actuator. Okay. So the actuator actually might make it really thin, right? Mm-hmm. So then it actually might not be enough. I actually can eyeball what a fourth of a teaspoon is now. Okay. A fourth of a teaspoon for yeah, your whole face. My and whole neck. face. Mm-hmm. My, if I go down to my neck, I wear a lot of turtlenecks, okay. which. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you are. I, I wear a lot that. of turtlenecks. Yeah. People always are like, yeah, you're like, you don't have any lines on your neck. I'm like, I've been wearing turtlenecks since a young age. Maybe wow. that's it. Like I wear turtlenecks in the summer. Yeah. I think turtlenecks are so hot. They are hot. I and mean, physically. I never thought of that. But and so um, but yeah, if I'm doing down to the neck, I'll probably use a little bit more. And then right. I, I use some on my chest as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. This episode is brought to you in part by Pear Eyewear. Welcome to Deep Thoughts with Carlene Higgins, everyone. Today's topic is fashion. Why does it exist? Because beyond keeping us warm and covering our nether regions, it's really about having fun and expressing ourselves, right? I've been a card-carrying prescription lens wearer since high school, and I want to tell you about my new customizable prescription glasses from Pear Eyewear. They are fun and functional. So the frame I chose, it's called the Casper. And it's a very classic rectangular shape. They also have like square and cat eye. And the color I chose, it's a very soft pink. I'm obsessed with it. They actually have like six choices of base frame colors. But I love this light pink because it's a very sheer lucite. So it goes with everything. It's like a really clean, minimalist type of aesthetic. And they have these magnetic top frames that you can just pop on and it just changes the look of them. So like they have sunglass versions. So you have instant prescription sunglasses, which is awesome because I know that can be tricky when you're driving and all of a sudden it's really sunny. They have like hundreds you can choose from. So you can grab a bunch of them to go with every outfit and vibe, switch it up on the regular. And you can afford to do that because the base frames, they start at $60. 
And I did it all online. I just sent in my prescription and boom, they arrived in the mail. Really cute packaging, very profesh. And the best part is for every pair purchased, pair provides glasses and vision care for children around the world. Yes, ma'am. Just out here saving the world while I shop. So get glasses as unique as you are. One pair infinite style starting at just $60. Go to paireyewear.com slash beauty for 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off at paireyewear.com slash beauty. And now back to our show. How do you feel about skincare dupes? I think you have a pretty strong opinion about this, right? So the thing is with skincare dupes is that they're never actual dupes. Um, unless if you have the same manufacturer, the same raw material supplier, the same chemist, it, just because an ingredient list is the same is silly, you can look at targeted end results and that could be a dupe, mm-hmm. right? Where you're like, okay, I want something that's going to tackle acne. Then get some different. Yeah. Just go get some different. Oh, this is a dupe for this from the ordinary and this thing is I'm like, I don't care. Just mm-hmm. go get different. That's the dupe. Yeah. That's it's you should be getting dupes based off of end results mm-hmm. versus actual ingredient lists or products. Mm-hmm. Like, or it's like, oh, this ceramide cream is exactly like this other ceramide cream. And I'm like, well, probably not, but you know, it might just be also a great moisturizer. Like, why can't it like the skin fix? Like people always say that yeah. skin fix is a dupe of triple lipid. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't even have ceramides. No. It's not a it's not a dupe. It's yeah. just a good moisturizer. Yeah. That is okay. Mm-hmm. I think that also people realize that dupes perform extremely well on social media. Of course. So be very, very cautious when you see that content because ultimately it's like, you know, it can go like I think that sometimes people yeah. just do it just to get views. I think dupes are more relevant in makeup, for sure. There's only so many factories that can produce that one lip Well, it's kind pencil. of like L'Oreal even. It's yeah. like, okay, so L'Oreal, that's the parent company. Yeah. If you want a dupe of SkinCeuticals, CE Ferulic, it's not going to be exact. It's maybe not going to be as good. Yeah. But La Roche-Posay and Vichy, they both have vitamin Cs. Yeah. They are sharing tech. They are sharing most likely raw material suppliers because when you buy, you always want to get better cost of goods and so basically economies of scale. So if you're buying vitamin C from a raw materials manufacturer, are you going to buy it from 12 different raw material suppliers or are you going to buy it from one and split it up between the brands? I don't know if that's happening, right? Because I do not work at L'Oreal. But if I was on supply chain, I would probably be doing that. And so if you look at that and they're also sharing stability, things like that, that's probably going to be a better indicator. So you can try it, see if you like it, Mm -hmm. and then maybe invest in getting a sample or something else of CE Ferule. Like, Like that's more what I would do if you want to dupe. I would either look at the end result or look at parent companies. Yeah, I think that that's yeah. a really good But like good to tip. say that, you know, some small indie brand is going to be duping something, I'm like, I just have a really, you just looked at an ingredient list yeah. and then asked a chemist to reverse engineer it. We say that all the time about like La Roche-Posay and Kiehl's or whatever, and also yeah. like Giorgio Armani makeup and Maybelline makeup, a mm-hmm. lot of it is very similar. A lot of it's very similar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My next question is, do you think we've reached peak skincare TikTok? What's your vibe on I that? I mean, after the Jones Road controversy, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think it can still pop off. I think that when you look at the cosmetics industry, yeah. we could use a lot more innovation. Yeah. And that there hasn't been a ton of innovation on ingredients. And a lot of brands, what they do is that they take Mintel reports, they look at what's trending for ingredients, yeah. and they actually, that's how they do their product development pipeline versus being really like, okay, what do people need? What is actually missing in the market? And how do we develop yeah. products based off that? Yeah. Or how do we look at 
ingredients that maybe aren't trending yet. Mm-hmm. And because the thing is, with when you look at something that's trending, it's an organ. Yeah, it's like what does your skin actually need? And so I think that skincare is. I don't think that skincare talk or skincare content is fully, like, it's done. But mm-hmm. I do feel like the videos on pointing at the best yeah. vitamin Cs or the best ingredients or how to do anti-aging, which that term just drives me up the wall, even though yeah. I used to use it in the past. I think that that kind of stuff is a little bit like, eh. Yeah. But I think that talking about, like, culture of skincare, mm-hmm. culture of beauty standards. There's like so many things that we actually do need to tackle. And there are so many cool things that are coming down the pipe in beauty. Yeah. Like biotech is something that I'm super excited about. And I'm not talking, I am not talking about biotech <laughs> where you farm a new raw material <laughs> and then synthesize that. Right. Which which exists. Like sugarcane plastics yeah. needs to walk off of a goddamn cliff. I, I I hate it. When I looked at it, I was like, is this a is this a joke? You literally take sugarcane, you grow a crop, and then after that you turn it into the exact same molecule as plastic. So people think that because it's sugarcane plastic, it's better for the environment. Right. No, it actually degrades faster. You have more microplastics with sugarcane plastic. Let me walk into the ocean now. And yeah. and the carbon footprint's higher because not only are you going through the same exact process of creating plastic. But you're farming. It's honestly like it's it's mine. It's my mind that I'm not excited about. What yeah. I am excited about are companies like C16, which is a biotech company that is basically they found this bacteria that like spits out oil. It's like okay. a cute little bacteria. It spits out oil. <laughs> they feed it food waste. So whether it's from like the corn industry or whatever, just waste. It feeds it and then it spits out more oil. They then edit that. To okay. become palm oil, so you don't need oh. to you don't need you don't need to plant palm trees anymore. Wow, that's the cool shit that I'm so excited about. And then there's like really cool companies and they're that doing are doing that on like a industrial scale. Yes. Oh wow. Well, maybe it'll be in a product of ours. Okay. Um, and then there are other companies that are doing really interesting stuff with microbiome, and not like trying to be like this balances your microbiome. Mm-hmm. They're like this doesn't up your microbiome. And that, to me, is like they basically look at what your bacteria is on your face. They'll then tell you your skincare products. And if it keeps it steady, then it's like that's the test. I'm like, that's actually cool. And like really cool skin modeling stuff Mm -hmm. like that you don't have to test on animals, but you can also get better, sorry, in vitro data on ingredients so that you can actually get to the in vivo testing and have good results. Yeah. And so because we're testing some newer ingredients. Okay. Very cool. Who are some other skin pro content creators that you like to follow? On wait, oh, I'm gonna yeah. I'm, I'm gonna blank on <laughs> on his name, but he's this chemist on TikTok that actually did the explainer on jo- um, oh yeah well on the Jones Road Bobby yeah, Brown yeah. why the why the I WTF mean, foundation just, didn't play nice he's with so Meredith's. nice and just like he explained it so well yeah should we look up his name yeah, right now I'm googling it we need right to get now. his name because everybody needs to follow him yeah he just seemed oh wait my phone's on airplane mode you're gonna yeah, look at I'm gonna, it I'm gonna look but basically just like explained it in such like a kind way and again it's like nuanced right it's LA based cosmetic chemist his handle is Javon Ford 1616 and it's Javon Ford oh it's my favorite number yeah how did I not remember that I mean he is blown up I'm gonna give him a follow right now on TikTok give him a follow so yeah he's he's explaining lots about skincare makeup and so the way that he explained Jones Road and the fact that it's like a water based foundation Mm -hmm. and that most are oil based and so it's gonna spread differently and if you're using a primer and like 
oil-based. It doesn't play nice. And, yeah. But I never use primers. Mm-hmm. So it's like I never have issues with foundation. I'm like, oh, this all makes so much sense. Yeah. And it's just like, it's a very basic concept that like, you know, we actually even learned some of this in esthetician school, but it's like the way that he's just an expert. So he's able to explain it just upon seeing it. I, I love content like that. Yeah. Just making us smarter and more thoughtful. hundred percent. So we get asked about our permanent top shelf all the time, Carlene and I do. And we created our hall of fame, like I mentioned before, which is kind of like always on our website. If you guys want to check it out, everything from like hair care to skincare, eye masks, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. makeup, the whole thing. And we know you probably get sent a shit ton of products. So to, and the thing is, I test. don't use it. I don't use it. So <laughs> what... You know, what would you go out and buy? Oh, okay. So I would go out and buy, I would go out and buy Boom Boom Milk. Yeah. Oh my God. Obsessed. Obsessed with Boom Boom Milk. It's a bit of sensory. It feels really good on the skin. It leaves a beautiful glow for mm-hmm. makeup application afterwards. It's fantastic. I'm going to be using it a lot this summer. I yeah. know it. Just for, if you guys haven't heard, that's from Violette. She's yes. the makeup artist. We did yes. a whole episode with her in January and we honestly, we linked to that product and so many people have bought it and DM'd us saying like they loved it's it. Fantastic. It's so unique. It's like a cream spray on, a spray on cream. Yes. But you can use it on your hair, everything. So French. And then I love Medicaid, their crystal retinol. Uh-huh. They're just using a cyclodextrin encapsulated retinol and that's retinol with an A. It just works. Okay. It's fantastic. It's hyper stable. I think most retinols in the United States are probably unstable. Actually, there's a study that shows that most of them are. Wow. And so that's why whenever I see a gentle retinol, I just roll my eyes. It's mm-hmm. not a gentle ingredient. It's a keratolytic. Mm-hmm. So if you're not getting, you you will look like, now I don't get any irritation or any issues. Mm-hmm. But also tret. Like I love a good tret. And then obviously do products. Like I do use Deliverance and Instant yeah. Angel like <laughs> every single day. And so Deliverance allows me to tolerate a lot of ingredients like tret mm-hmm. and retinol that I wouldn't be able to tolerate beforehand. That's a me thing. That's not a claim that we actually make. Even though the cannabinoids, we did do a clinical that shows that they are soothing. And then uh, other than that, my sunscreens. Like I have a couple of Holy Grail sunscreens mm-hmm. where I actually get really panicked if I don't have what them. What are they? So it's the La Roche-Posay Hydrante. So it's their French formulation. Okay. It is with their Mixoral, but it also has, I believe, Tinosorb S and Juvenal A+, and maybe Juvenal one fifty. I can't remember. That SPF, I love Beauty of Joseon. I love the Isentree watery gel. And then I also love the Purito okay. one. And those are just ones, it's just I can use a handful and it doesn't feel like I'm just like slicked. And you don't get burned. No, and I don't get burned. Yeah. Well, they um, it's what's interesting about Korean sunscreens. They do PP. Is it PPD? Mm-hmm. Um, Post pigment yeah. um, darkening, and so it's basically like, are you going to get tan with this product? Yeah. And so it's different than erythema, which is redness. Yeah. But it is going to be a good sign of like, if you don't get tan, then you're not getting DNA damage. Yeah, so it is. A, it's it's an it's a nice extra test. There's so many products out there on the market. Like there's such a boom in sunscreens, and like I'll try them and I'll love them, but straight up I will be burned. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like it doesn't work that well. So I'm like, okay, Neutrogena and the Rush will say it is. It's exactly. Like I just go back to the well, because they really testing. Mm-hmm. They don't want customers coming back going, like nobody does, but they're just taking it to a different level. They're taking it to a different level. Mm-hmm. And I, I really, I really like those. But like, yeah, La Roche Posay is kind of like unparalleled. Yeah. It's, it's the best. Okay, what is, what's next for you? Like, are you working with any big brands? Are you, 
working obviously on tons of products for I mean, honestly, my number one priority is to make sure that Do is being built out in a good way. I have a team now. I didn't have a team last year. And I want to make sure that like everybody is like, (laughs) you know, growing and learning, but also that like, you know, like we're there for them. So I don't want to be distracted from it. And I also want to rest. I think that there's this like trope of like founders where, because I worked in tech for so long where it's like you have to work like 40 hour days, even though there's only 24 hours. Otherwise you're not working hard enough. And if I'm not rested, then I am a nightmare to be around. Mm -hmm. So I just know that I need to take care of myself in order to be somebody that I actually am like proud of to like be around my team members. Right. That's such a good point. Like that burnout culture Mm -hmm. and the hustle and the grind and everything. It's just like, it's so 2018. Like I'm reading books that are giving me so many ideas about so many different things and how we should approach things. Like Mm -hmm. I just read Girlhood and I'm like, I need to be doing this more. Yeah. Like culture matters. 100%. 100%. Do you want to tease the next drop from Dewskin? Can you say yeah, anything? Uh, well, we've been kind of teasing it. So we've been working on an eye cream to pair with mm. the eye mask for a long time. And so we have the active profile where we want it. We have the texture where we want it. The packaging, we have it where we want it as well. Sustainability and actually quantifying that sustainability because a lot of people just make sustainability claims and they're mm-hmm. like, we plant some trees. And I'm like, uh, can we talk about actually planting trees? Yeah. Because that's not always good for the environment either because you're creating monoculture but basically what we're doing with the eye product is um, now we're just in final clinicals. Oh. So that will be our next launch, and then we're going to be launching some larger format sizes, and then if all goes well, we will also have a fun barrier product. No way. By this year, hopefully. Okay. I'm whispering because <laughs> I don't want to, to jinx it. Okay. But yeah. Okay, have you talked about that yet anywhere? No. Okay, so we got an exclusive. We got an exclusive. Well, thank you so much, Charlotte, for being our guest. And, you know, um, I feel like next time we have to do it like over a glass of rose. Oh, 100% baguette. Oh, we'll do um, piscine. It's when you add a little bit, add a little ice cube into your rose. I've heard of this. I know. It's like people always think I'm like this, like, you know, like uncouth individual. And I'm like, les Français. 100%. My friend is in Paris right now, and she just posted on Instagram that they served her her glass of rosé, and it was like ice. Like, they automatically put ice in it, too. Piscine. Yeah. Pool. Why don't they just do it all better? Hydration. Hydration. And also, it's so crisp and cold, which is what you want with a rosé. You want it to be freezing. I always did it on the sly, but I never really knew there was a proper You're French. Yes, I'm French, basically. You're a French French girl. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Merci beaucoup. And uh, (laughs) a bientôt. 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 Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. I'm